0: Welcome to Folk Rock Diva Talk, your intersectional destination for all things music, dignity politics, personal growth and development, queer life, fat activism, and general existentials. My name is Lily Lewis, the Folk Rock Diva, and I am here to tell you all about the view from my corner of the universe. Hey everybody this week on folk rock diva talk i have the amazing privilege to introduce you to this beautiful new artist um, who's come across my path Um, her name is tara spencer she's from nova scotia and we met in a program called global music match which you can learn more about at globalmusicmatch.com tara and i wrote a song together and um today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about how that happened and just about Tara's life and music in general. So how about we just get it started? Bam! It's happening. Tara Spencer!
1: How are you doing today? Oh my gosh, I'm in the right place at the right time, Lily. I... (laughs) Any reason to talk to you?
0: Oh man,
1: it's a good thing.
0: Now you just said right place, right time. Are you aware that that's a Dr. John song? Oh yeah, are you aware of Dr. John? Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) My
1: style (laughs) info,
0: Dr. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I saw, I saw the lineage, like. (laughs) 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 Oh. I love Man, it. it's really, really awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to like to hang out with me today. And you know, I you owe me you owe me a story. Um, oh shoot. folks folks may not know um, uh, that you owe me a story about how you became Orange Tara. Um, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> I definitely need to know about that. And then, like you know, I have a lot of listeners who have asked asked me to speak to um kind of creative process Mm. and what I hoped is that you would share a song with us that like that that you that you feel reflects your creative process and then and then maybe we'll get to talk about how the song that we collaborated on emerged as well but First man, things first, man. like I'm, I'm known as the orange diva outside of Folk Rock Diva. I'm also known as the orange diva. Um, like I say that I play orange music, um, more, dis- um, more sober, distant cousin of the blues. <laughs> you know, I have this whole thing about what color is your song. I'm like, my song is orange. That's my thing. And so <laughs> like, how is it that my the first collaborator goes by my, like in, Global music match goes by Orange Terra. Like, I need you yeah. said it was, you said it was a, a funny story. So, oh, you gotta, geez. Well, it I doesn't have to, to be... be funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's, look, this is the most earnest podcast I've come across in a long time. So, so funny means true. i tuned so just in. To, uh, <laughs>
1: follow. Well, first of all, I do want to acknowledge the fact that you showed up with your orange shirt on today, which uh, <laughs> I'm going to be clicking my way to purchasing after the show. So uh, the way orange came into my life, when I moved away from home and went to college the first time. It was a big deal. I'm an only child, and you know my family put all their eggs in the one basket, which is me. And I was the first person to go away to university and moving into the big city, a whole hour away from where I grew up. It was a big deal. And when I got my first apartment, which was kind of a train wreck of a situation, that is all spelled out in one of the songs I wrote Mm. (laughs) uh, called "In the City." I, need, I had nothing to start with, you know, I, I literally, I, I had, you know, some concert t-shirts and that's about it. So uh, I needed like furniture, the whole grown up situation. And I went to a flea market, which I love flea markets here in Windsor. And someone was selling a whole like household of furniture, basically like all the basics, some shelves and lamps and uh, a huge vinyl sofa um that Mm. was just like it was pretty dope really but they didn't know it which was great because that meant I could afford it (laughs) but every bit of it was orange like fluorescent like bright 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 orange which I didn't care I have no aesthetic sensibility whatsoever so that worked (laughs) for me the price was right I loaded up my granddad's van like exclusively orange furniture. And that's what I lived in. So everyone who came to my place, the friends I was making in college and relationships, walk in and the whole room is orange. Nice. <laughs> and they've just assumed, like, I had a lifelong connection that orange was, you know, my spirit color or whatever you want to say. But no, it's just, it was a good deal at a flea market. Nice. But yes. from that point on, It became this self-propelling machine where then people would find orange stuff because it kind of stands out in a room, in a store, at a flea market, and they'd bring it to me. And the machine kept going. The orange grew all of its own accord. And it stuck with me. So that's 20 years ago. (laughs) And the orange is still with me. It's a joyful color. It, It gives you information. You know, you see a traffic cone, it's orange for a reason. Yeah. It's not brown. And, really? uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And a highlight for me in the past couple of years, like I hadn't done a lot of traveling in my life, but a super special experience was seeing a real orange on an orange tree in mm. Spain. And. Mm stealing that orange mm. and <laughs> smelling it on the bus <laughs> mm. Mm, 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 yeah mm. it was a beautiful moment for me so yeah i'm all for the orange love it you
0: are, like are totally speaking my language first of all um like life goals yeah <laughs> 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 exactly <Secondly, laughs> uh bargain driven aesthetics i mean <laughs> like <laughs> that's everything <laughs> My my orange connection, I think, is like a lot cornier because it's like, it kind of ties into like chakras. And like also like the way people, people kind of feel the way about orange. Like, I think of orange as like the opera color. Like people are like, I don't like orange. Like they'll be like, yeah, me, me, me. Or like, the same way they're like, I don't like opera. It's like, you don't even know opera. <laughs> you see? you know, it's like, you know, having, having been an opera singer, but I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you don't like like the most divine things that come out of my body. Well, just, yeah, you know, <laughs> file on you, you know, it's like, and so, so often I feel like orange gets that kind of treatment. Like it's like the last color that gets picked, like, you know, yeah. which in some ways it's like, yeah, more for me. <laughs> you <know>? Totally, totally.
1: <laughs> like my, my daughter's my sidekick. She's she's a teenager and she has great taste, great, you know, fashion sense. And so it's perfect when we go shopping together because we like the opposite things. She mm-hmm. wants like neutrals, classic pieces. Oh, and yeah. I see like fluorescent orange on the rack and it's mine. Right. There's no nice. fight. Yeah, right. it's done. <laughs> it's done. Now, mind you, like I'm an extremely pale skin person so the overall hmm. effect ends up being kind of creamsicle <laughs> when I wear the orange but, but creamsicles
0: are delicious that's it. that's it can't argue that can't be denied <laughs> <laughs> we're rare birds Lily we're rare birds. <laughs> look at you somebody's been listening <laughs> <laughs> well I mean that's funny that you mentioned that song because like that song was um written kind of as a letter to myself to like give myself permission to just be me whether or not yeah. other people get it like and i think it's fascinating like so often we have to find permission like whether it's granted by like external sources or you know self granted there's like like have you ever encountered that like have you ever like needed permission to do your creative work
2: Yeah, well,
1: I mean, I have a tremendous amount of gratitude that I managed to dodge a lot of the headache that people walk into when they're trying to carve out a career in music, because Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in a lot of ways, you know, a lot of ways out of necessity, music is looked at as a product. And there's a lot of work and effort and energy put into how to craft and shape that product to make it marketable. And who are we marketing to and how do we draw them in? And the beautiful thing for me is that I waltzed into this all later in my life. And there were a lot of the trappings of the music industry that I got to just bypass, you know, about the image mm-hmm. you create for yourself and and measuring up to other people that way. You know, I, my heart goes out to people who are very young getting started in music and being asked those questions, trying to define yourself and mm. create your brand and I'm I'm too old for that. I, d- I don't have time for that. So, what you what you see is what you get. And for me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part, I have been allowed um, to just let the song tell its story and nice. not have to worry too much about how to parcel it up afterwards. Now, you know, by the same token, I have a lot of family support that lets me <laughs> live and make music that way. And there's a lot of it that I find fun i mean the music itself that's where my heart is but as you know that's kind of the iceberg above water and the iceberg Mm -hmm. is what you do with the music and how it makes its way out into the world Mm -hmm. and even those parts i have a lot of fun with um it won't take you very long to discover online that i don't take myself too seriously I'm sitting in a blanket fort at the moment, surrounded by stuffed animals. No, but, you know. but it's perfect. Yeah, it it works for me. It works for me. And you might as well put yourself out there in an honest way that feels right, because you'll have to wear that for a while. Right. And you very quickly find your people. You know, like it. It's very easy to weed through which people are your real people who are going to come back when you make something new.
0: And I think, I think that's actually a super good point. Like if you aren't being totally authentic and I I think we even spoke about this, I think I might've spoken about this last week, um, that when you're not being authentically you, then people aren't really in relationship with you. You know, if your music is not authentically you, then they're not actually appreciating your music. They're Mm. not getting a chance to even experience that, you know? And so like I think that's a a super relevant but kind of slippery mm-hmm. topic for like a lot of the young people that I'm that I work with in the industry, like where they think so much about marketing, you know, it's like yeah. they they grew up marketing themselves and yeah. you know on on these platforms, and it's just like I'm I get I get bored by marketing like I can feel myself (laughs) sort of check out and I'm like I'm really just more interested in who you are can you tell me something about you you know it's like well people really want me to be positive and people like how about you (laughs) like what lights you up what turns you on what turns you off like let's what's it you you know Um,
1: yeah yeah you need to I mean the what it boils down to for me, and I have to give myself the same advice, you know, from time to time, because you can get bogged down a bit with strategy and, and the mm-hmm. business side of things, but it's guarding your flame. Mm. A lot, you mm. need to be very effective of that thing that lights you up and gets you out of bed early and keeps you up late. And, you know, for me, it's the songwriting. That is where this joy has exploded into my life. Mm in the past couple Mm. of years in a way that I never envisioned happening. You know, that's the gift to me. So whatever it is, you know, if it's making videos, if it's live performance for a lot of people, that's where their joy comes from. Mm -hmm. Um, But I haven't shaken my only child tendencies of keeping myself amused. So I think for me Mm -hmm. at the core, you know, I'm real happy when I'm just in the basement and Lily Lewis sends me a verse of a song and I get to chip away at the rest. Ah, so that's that's the dream oh, for me. Oh my god, you killed
0: it. Oh man. <laughs> so she's she's talking about um a song that those those who are following on the Facebook page may have already uh already encountered but it's a song that we wrote together called the daughter of avon um and like secretly i think it's shifting to daughters of avon in my head mm-hmm. but i haven't i haven't figured out i don't know like maybe you'll have some um some input on that co-writer Tara Spencer. <laughs> in, secret. <laughs> <laughs> in secret you yeah. secretly have some input secret what do you what do you think it is the uh, title
1: i feel that way i mean even if the song lives as daughter of avon uh, I, I kind of have secret plans that I haven't even run by you yet for how to oh, give really? this song additional oh. lives, adif- additional chapters. Are, I, I are love- we-, oh. we can go. <laughs> no, let's do it.
0: Let's <laughs> can go out there. the secret plans, to Spencer.
1: Well, what I loved about it, first of all, you took it right back to its core with the video that you paired with it because you mm. really – it just shows us having a yak like we are right now, smiling at each other's faces. And, and that's where that song was born. It wasn't a high mm-hmm. concept at all. It was just talking and getting to mm-hmm. know each other. Um, but what I loved is that when you shared that, Video in that song, one of the first comments that jumped out at me was somebody with the idea to um, take it back to their women's choir and mm. sing it as a group of women and and have that build go on and mm. you know there are songs that feel like they'll only just be you singing it yourself like it's mm-hmm. your own little prayer in some cases or your own mm. little message, but that song doesn't feel that way. I love what you did stacking on those layers of harmonies and and it is the women, you know, the daughters mm. that you're hearing, mm. mothers and daughters in that song. Mm. So mm. I'm hoping, yeah, yeah, that maybe there can be another genesis of that song. Maybe that visually represents that, too, with Ooh, neat. You know, women on the, the banks of, of the river.
0: We'll see, we'll see what happens. Oh, I like your secrets, Tara Spencer. <laughs> I know that when you sent um, back your lyrics um, and my like the verse that I wrote um, mm-hmm. really was just like you were everything you were saying about water just felt like poetry as it came out of your face. And I was writing it down. And those were your like, words. Oh, you know, <laughs> no, those were your <laughs> words. You know, you were like the first thing you said was I'm grounded. I'm so grounded by the water. Like, oh, yeah. And it was like. So much of it was like just right there. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna write about that, Terra Spencer. So, you know, like I just I had like I there was there's something extrasensory that was moving through you when you were talking about that, um, that um that I just wanted to reflect back to you and um and I always I've ever since I've come across your music, I've always been um sort of what's the word just like inspired by the purity in your voice, you know, and it's just like immediately I was just like, Oh, she's just, she's just waiting for harmonies to stack all over <laughs> yeah, this, you true. know, and like, and, um, and so I, I was pretty adamant about that. I was just like, let's sing acapella. Let's do something, you know, yeah. let's do something where our voices can just co-mingle. And, um, but when you sent back your verses, ah, like I can't i I think for two days, everyone I encountered um in a musical capacity, I was just like, check out this lyric that I just got check out <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, when you sent back your recording, it was just like, oh, it's a forever song it's like its it's a it's it's a song that belongs to everyone that's just full of appreciation and connection, which is what I was feeling with you, you know. Mm um and so in the song it's you know appreciation and connection for this river you know um you know but like it's it's a metaphor for other 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 manifestations of appreciation and connection and i just i'm so thankful it was born i'm so thankful it was born Me
1: too. i mean i have said it out loud numerous times now that if that was the only thing that came out of this whole global music match experience we're in together, that'd be enough for me more than enough. (laughs) You know, I mean, we're having all kinds of fun outside of it with our other teammates, but for me, uh, like that song, the fact that we connected in that way over water and our,
2: Mm. (laughs) our attachment
1: to it so quickly, it's, it might be a forever song. I hope it is. It feels that way, but it's also extremely timely um, just because of the context of where my verses came from.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the town that I live in here uh, is on the, the waterfront of the river that I grew up on, the Avon River, and uh, there's – it's been the subject of controversy for years. And especially right now, it's extremely heated. Um, There's a big causeway where the highway goes across the river and it's blocking it off. Mm. And um, people have been holding vigil. Um, Some first nations communities Mm. have have joined in and it's very impassioned with very earnest people, you know, fishers versus farmers here Mm. over the state of Mm. this river. So, so that's in part where my, I, you know, I felt kind of bad for taking your beautiful verse and casting it in a bit of a, a lament, but
0: that's, that's only because not you weren't right completely <laughs> familiar with my music yet. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I, know. I know. I was like, perfect. You're a rigger.
1: Oh yeah, yeah! I love to give a hard a squeeze. <laughs>
0: you, know? <laughs> you know what? I mean, what's the point without just a little bit of squeeze? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I know that the melody uh, could be you know, experiences a little bit like simple, but like I wanted the melody to reflect my experience of your voice, you know? And I also, I mean, I've been an avid ensemble singer for most of my life and um, I just, I just know what it feels like when bodies resonate together over these simple melodies. And, um, and I I just sort of leaned into that and that's that's a little bit unusual for me, but it was just mm. like I wanted it to be a delicate little melody and then you internalized that in a way that just felt so honest and essenceful and it, you know.
1: <sighs> well, we, I mean, another point of connection for us, we're both piano lovers and you've taken mm. that to extraordinary heights, but um is the hymn, you know, the idea of a hymn. And when you kind of cut your musical teeth in that world of those church hymns, um, they need to be, they need to have their strength in, in simplicity so people learn them and and you know it isn't that huge reach that only the trained singers can (laughs) can attain you know it's got to be music for for the common folk for those hymns to stick you know amazing grace we all know that melody and yeah that was in part why I was so glad with the approach that you took to this song and and kept it very simple it has that kind of um mantra feel a bit yeah it isn't overcomplicated. It doesn't go to wild yeah. places. We didn't chuck a bridge in just for kicks or anything, which would be a funny thing to do with a song about water.
0: But um, <laughs> given the context, <laughs> there are people who would love to see a bridge. <laughs> right. I love that you mentioned the piano though, because I, I was equally taken with your approach to the the piano. You know, I understand that you have, you know, y- your career as a, as a funeral director and like, and I know that you, you know, you served in that capacity of like bringing people home to themselves in the context of their grief. And like, I felt your um, like fluid competence in that, in your, in your approach to the piano. Like, I was just like, Oh, this is a person who knows how to take care of people in grief. Like it (sighs) felt like, you know all of the the warmest, most necessary um, colors and inflections that that you would need from the delivery of a good hymn, at mm-hmm. that meaningful moment. You know, um, and I really, really admired your piano playing in that. So I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up. Oh wow. Um, well you're
1: very kind because I when I sent you back that recording, that was never intended to be the finished product. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but
1: then you stacked all those beautiful harmonies in and what can you do? That
0: yeah, it was I so honest. Nice. I I really didn't want to take too much away from from the transparency that was there. Um, so I appreciate you indulging me in all those harmonies. But yeah, man, you know. <laughs> it's just um, appreciation and joy i think is all you know that's all that's all we needed man this is a playground you're yeah. in a you're in a fort yeah. <laughs> true yeah. true <laughs> you know. yeah it's a
1: weird weird space i don't know i i love my life this is the happiest chapter of my mm. life i mean i have mm. i've, I've had a lot of goodness you know I've been married for a long time and I have two terrific kids but um just in terms of figuring out my own self Mm. I feel like I'm a lot closer than I was maybe 10 years ago you know Mm. and uh and I was never like a, a diary keeper a journal keeper I wasn't an avid writer I loved writing in school but I didn't keep it up after I had babies and was doing other things but like coming back to songwriting and it's, it's wonderful to connect with people who are so invested in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, that's been a way to kind of go back and scrapbook my own experiences in my life. And not only that, but just to have the free reign and space to tell other stories that belong mm-hmm. to other people. And um, you know, I do that with some co- some caution when it comes to working for the funeral home. I don't try Mm -hmm. not to just rob people's obituaries for songwriting. (laughs) fodder. But you are, (laughs) you are exposed to a lot of um, family dynamics for one, you know, that's a big piece of what you do Mm. as a funeral director is seeing a family through um, the rush of emotions that happened in Mm. those few days. And a lot of skeletons come out of the closet and Mm. yeah. Yeah. So, but that's been the gift of, of songwriting is a way to explore my own life retroactively and in the present too and and yeah what a beautiful way to to connect with a person and you know have a new baby song come out of it that's the greatest thing ever
0: (laughs) sweet little baby song (laughs) Well, I feel like um, we've talked about the song enough that I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and and play it for the people. And sure. I just I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I can't I can't wait to follow what comes next for you.
1: Oh, likewise. Yeah, You're <laughs> you're a bright star and <laughs> it's only getting brighter, Lily. This is a oh. treat. So thank you so much for having me.
2: I am grounded by the water Oh, the water makes me home I may quest for fair weather Still the water brings me home I know cold seasons ebb to bring The precious summer sun And I'm bound like a daughter To the flow of my Avon Since the dawn of my arrival When the sunlight kissed my eyes I've been carried by the water Lulled to sleep by the tides every wave of the ocean every shore i rest upon takes me home to the water and the flow of my
0: Tara Spencer on Twitter at Tara Spencer and on Instagram at Orangetara. Find more about her at taraspencer.ca Support Folk Rock Diva Talk by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash folkrockdiva And remember, if you're not sure how to be, practice radical decency.